Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, married to an ADHD spouse, a survival guide. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show. Um, and write down the secret word of that show, and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. You've heard it from organization experts and others. If you want to get things done, you need to keep to-do lists. If all the things you need or want to accomplish keep you up at night, you might think about spending five or ten minutes before bed writing down your list for the following day. Some people prefer to start their day by creating a list. Choose whichever works best for you. To learn more about time management and ADHD, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So periodically, we like to kind of go back on our archives, which are um, quite, uh, quite deep. We do basically 50 shows a year and have been doing this for 13 or 14 years, so it's quite a lot of material. And sometimes we have content that is good then, is good now. And in fact, sometimes it's so good that you can't really recreate it because the interview just seemed to work. This particular one, um, I, I was motivated to bring out, it was originally aired in 2013, and we've been doing, doing a lot of talk about mindset the last uh, couple years on Attention Talk Radio, how your mind is set up to think. And this is one of those shows that kind of speaks to this. All too often, I think that people get in a situation and they're trying to change the reality or control things. They're trying to look at things as if the, how they're supposed to be. And this particular interview was with an anonymous individual about his experience with his ADHD wife. And I really thought that it was really kind of interesting and helpful for people to just kind of note, to sit back and say, hey, this is a way to sit back, take a look at things differently and attack it. The show is 10 years old. Technology was a little bit different, and we had uh, audio issues that were a little bit different. So some of it is, is, is not as clean as we'd like, but we'll ask you to be patient with regard to that because it's, it's in such a fashion that we can't necessarily make some adjustments. But anyway, good content is good content. So uh, we're going to roll the tape. We're here with uh, Dan Sullivan. And uh, I met Dan, um, just happened to meet him one day, and we were talking um, about life. And he had mentioned that his uh, wife had ADHD. 
And I said, wow, that must be quite a trip. And he goes, yeah, imagine that your wife is in an accident that's really, really bad and is going to be laid up for six months, and you've got you know, two kids. And he says, what you've got to do is you've just got to figure it out. And, and that's kind of the way Dan represented he did this. And so, uh, uh, everybody, Dan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Pleasure to be on. You know, Attention Talk Radio, we like to pay attention to attention. And one of the things that we really like to do is, is, is say, you know, if you pay attention to certain things this way, you get this answer. But if you ta- pay attention to it differently, you get a different answer. And one of the reasons that I think that this is such a great topic is I think it's attractive to our crowd. But that line that I just said, imagine that, you know, you're in a car accident, your wife is late, I mean, your wife is in a car accident, is laid up, and you've got to take care of the kids, and you just got to figure that stuff out. I think that really puts, puts things into perspective here a little bit for people to start thinking about living – being married to an ADHD spouse is a little bit different. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your experience, and we'll kind of get into some details of some things that you've done. To, to sure. Survive. Well, you know, uh, I've been married uh, over 20 years to my spouse, and but I've also met a lot of ADD, ADHD women over the years, uh, uh, many, many, and mm-hmm. talked to them. But I realized about five years into the marriage – that uh, being married to an ADD spouse or an ADD woman is different. And it took, it took me a while, and I made some mistakes at the beginning, and uh, a, a lot of it because of my expectations. Uh-huh. Uh, I had the expectation of um, uh, a tra- I grew up in a traditional household, and I had expectations of certain traditional things and not I'm not really talking about gender expectations in terms of well the women's got to do all the housework and the men works but just in general in the in the bell curve of living we all have our expectations of of what your spouse is going to do and what you're going to do even uh-huh. if you share the housework and that and yep. I learned with ADD it was a whole paradigm shift mm-hmm. um and that's why I gave you that example it's not just you know, making a little adjustment here, a little adjustment here. It, it's a whole shift in how you think about your relationship. I like, I like, I love the word paradigm because I, I think that's key. Is you have to really just shift everything, which leads to shifting some of your expectations. And I'm hearing that that's one of the things that you had to do. Absolutely. I mean, uh, some of the issues were gender oriented. I mean. People uh, sometimes people with ADD are, are very disorganized, so uh-huh. uh, they don't they don't say keep a, a, an organized house. Okay, so for the first few years, I'd put everything away, and then it would just get messy again. And I'd put everything uh-huh. away, and I, I'd get frustrated that even when we tried to make some agreements, uh, the house wasn't kept like we you know I thought a, yep. a norm quote normal not perfect but just a sort of yep. normal house yep. you know. Yep. But I realized not only is my wife not good at that, could, didn't do it, it wasn't that she couldn't, it wasn't that she wouldn't, it was she couldn't. And I, when I realized she couldn't, I said, okay, that's a whole other thing. And that's where, okay, imagine if she did break her leg and I had to uh-huh. do everything. What would I do? And that, in a way, is, is, is part of the shift that I'm talking about. There, there are certain things that, the ADD person just can't do, and my answer to that is then you have to accept it, respect it, and make different arrangements, and, and don't keep pounding your head against the wall and, and hoping that something will change, because it's not going to. 
I, I, I like when you said different arrangements. I can't help it. There's just so many people that we have brought on the show. We've talked about various different things, and so much of a lot of people's tips and solutions point at you, you got you can't change the person. You just got to adjust the environment for them to kind of thrive in. And I'm hearing a little bit of that in there in what you're describing here too. Is is you've got these people. You can't you can't have these other expectations. You just maybe need to adjust the environment a little bit for them to thrive, and maybe your environment's not going to be as traditional as you might think. Am I misrepresenting that? No, no, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But I think it even goes beyond that. Uh, I like this topic because another way to look at it is imagine that their disability, and it really this part, what I'm talking about are the things that may in the relationship may bother you or or are non-traditional and would maybe frustrate the non-educated ADD spouse. And so by thinking of it as even worse, almost think of it as a, a that, that let's say it was a complete brain injury. And you say, wow, there is a complete problem going on. Now I'm going to have to fix it with my family and my friends and my and my support system. I'm going to have to completely change how we deal with our household from the kids to the all of the household things we have to do to uh not just even gender role things just you know paying the bills anything like that let's assume the person's out of the picture how would i handle it well in Mm -hmm. some ways you have to do that you have to go all the way to the extreme then you pull back rather than just saying okay fix this little thing fix this little thing and that helped me a great deal. And just for instance, so like my wife's not good in the kitchen, okay? Yep. She's a lousy cook. So yep. I don't let her near the kitchen. I don't want yep. her near the kitchen. Yep. I'd rather her go and do what she's really good at. She can, she's good at what she does, and she can make a nice living, and she can make enough money and not have to be in the kitchen, and we can either hire somebody or I can do it or a friend can do it. You just have to change your thinking. But I stopped being fr- – after about five or seven years, I stopped being frustrated. This attitude will let me not to be frustrated and let me just actually enjoy her for who she is. I really, really like what you said a second ago. Go to the extreme and then pull back. Yeah, go, go, go further. Make believe the whole situation is worse. What would you do? How would you adjust? And how, and, and how would you manage and how would you deal with that? Because if you can do that stuff and then pull back, it's a lot easier than going part of the way and expecting something to change on the other side when it's not going to. It is. It really is. Well, again, same thing. Uh, let's say – let's even say – so uh, let's stay away from gender roles. Let's say your wife mowed the lawn. A lot of uh-huh. women mow yep. the lawn these days. Yep. And that's why she couldn't mow the lawn anymore. Well, yep. you're going to have to figure out a way how to do it. Either you do it yourself or you hire somebody or you get a friend to do it. I mean, and in any of those situations, you have to do that. Now, the way we've been able to work it out is, you know, first of all, there, there's all the tasks of daily living, right? And so the best thing to do to make it work is split it up based on talent, that who's uh-huh. good at doing what. Yep. And so for the ADD spouse, whatever she's good at or he is good at, let him do it. Even yep. if you could do it too, let him do it and let him spend as much time as possible on that part of the task. Then you do other tasks that they can't do. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is you've got to sort of split it up. But now yep. 
Then there, what happens, though, there are certain things you're both not good at. Yep. And then that's when you have to get a third party in. And that's a really good tip we've learned. You have to get a third party, whether you hire them, whether you trade for it, whether you get a friend or family member. There's just going to be things, you're, especially if you're both ADD maybe. Yep, uh, yep. You have to get a third party. And wow. a lot of people just don't do that. They don't think in, in those terms. I, t- I tell you what, um, uh, Dan, I need to run to a break. When we get back, I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about third party because I think when you say third party, I think you naturally go to, oh, you've got to go hire somebody. And I've got, I got to hire a babysitter. I've got to hire a cleaner and a yard guy and a, a fix-it stuff. And all of a sudden you get overwhelmed by some of that stuff, and I'm not so sure that's the case. So, um, uh, again, let's, we're going to go to break real quick, and we'll come back and delve into that a little bit more. Our secret word is guide. So um, with that, everybody, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. We're here with Dan Sullivan, and we're talking about Men Married ADHD Women, a Survival Guide. And before the break, I think there was a, a few exceptionally uh, key points to draw out. And one of those is you've got to adjust your expectations. And that notion of... Um, Imagine that your spouse is, in a, is laid up in a car accident and you've got to do it all yourself. Go to the extreme. You've got to figure out how you're going to do all that stuff, and then you can kind of pull back from there. Um, and again, to me, that just really makes an awful lot of sense to have that mindset to go, to go into that. And then the other piece of it, too, is, is you alluded to is you know, determine what tasks are out there and let the per- people do, the spouses do, whatever they're really, really good at, which I think kind of goes to, you'll touch about that a little bit more later, if your spouse is really good at certain things, like making money hypothetically, let them go work um, and do some of those other things. But th- that notion of is, is, is split those things up, let them do the things that they can do, spend the time on the, on the things that maybe they can do. And then I, I, where we were before the break is identify those things that are difficult for the both of you to do and consider getting the third party. Now, when we say get a third party, what does that look like from your perspective, Dan? Well, you know, a third party means someone else, anybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the whole goal is for the, the marriage and the system to be in balance. Yep. You want both of you to be in balance. And to be in balance is when, you know, all the tasks are being done. You have enough time for recreation. You have enough time to enjoy each other. So, uh as I said, the first thing, you know, split up the tasks that what you're good at. And let's say, yep. you know, 80, 90% of them, one of you yep. are can good at and do. Maybe yep. a few of them you do together even uh, yep. if it's fun. 
Yep. You know, if you like gardening or something. But then there might be one or two things you're just both not good at. Maybe it's paying the bills, or yep. maybe it's uh, uh, paying your taxes, or maybe it's uh, uh, you know straightening a closet out. I don't know. Whatever it is, get yep. someone else to do it now. Again, first thing, I mean, if you can if you can afford it, you hire somebody. Now, remember, if you have to pay an extra hundred bucks a month, you know, that may be one or two hours of work that you have to do. And if one of you can just work and make that extra money for that tax, and, and if that because if that one thing is really hurting the relationship, believe me, it's worth a hundred bucks a month. And you try to find that, maybe you work. One extra hour or two extra hours. Yep. Okay. But let's say, okay, maybe you can't. Maybe, you know, you're, you're on a tight budget. You just can't do that. You can't find the extra money. You can get a friend or, or a family member and trade and say, look, maybe you're good at writing thank you notes. And you'll do their thank you notes and they'll mow your lawn. Or, or they'll clean your – ask them to come over and just clean your closet for you. And you go and cook them a great dinner. Um you know, just use your imagination. Everyone, we all have skills, and sometimes the friend will just do it because you've opened up to them saying, this is really hard for me. This is hurting our relationship. We need to get this done. Can you do this for us? And you know what? Friends will just do that, and then you'll yep. do something for them sometime. I, I can't help it. You know, there, I, when I first got married in the early stages, we I, we lived in a bigger house and all this kind of stuff that needed to get done. I remember I was a master swim coach in Tampa on the side. Um, the Tuesday nights and Thursday nights and, and Saturday, and my dad gave me a hard time because we grew up, you know, you didn't have a housekeeper, you didn't have any, you didn't have lawn service and all that kind of stuff. And we had the time, and he was blasting me like, you know, what the heck are you doing? You know, you have my this money. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I, I have this this master's coaching job. I enjoy that. That's my chores. I use the money that I get from that to go pay for those things at home that I don't necessarily like to do. And that's, I think, a good example of. Of, of, of employing a third party where I'm saying, hey, listen, I'm not very good. I don't really like to do that, so I'm going to go get a job that I really enjoy doing and look forward to as a means to kind of subsidize that. There's that, and the the other thing is um, when you start to barter with other people, I can't tell you, you know, Dan, I've coached several people, and you start about this trade type of thing, and it's, some of them find it difficult, but I can't tell you how many people I've worked with where they, they get it like a voucher or they, they come up with monopoly money and they put some type of piece of thing – so that they can go back and forth the value, and they start to trade that with with the neighbors. And because they're doing that, and you say, "Hey, listen, I'm going to give you here's you know these vouchers for whatever. If you come and do this, when they have that, it actually makes it easy for them to come back to you. And those little types of things can kind of help get some of these trade things started. And at the end of the day, you think about it. I know I we have kids that have be shuttled all over the place. I got. I got two that are six years apart to do different sports. We couldn't survive unless we traded with other people to move carpools and stuff like that. So I think that, that what you're saying here really, really makes a lot of sense, and certainly you can pay it, but there's other creative ways that you can actually bring things to the, to the party and actually engage other people and get them to help out with those things. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing you mentioned something about, you know, you grew up and your, your father thought one thing or your mother thought yep. another thing. The thing is... You know, uh, I like the term I've heard, uh, you know, there's the neurotypicals and the neuroatypicals. I mean, and the yep. ADD people are in the neuroatypical world. And just so many of the rules of the neurotypicals don't apply to the, the neuroatypicals or to the ADD household. They just don't apply. And uh -huh. 
it goes back to my initial thought I said at the beginning. It's, it's, it's a whole paradigm shift of, of your mind. You know, so many of those little things that you, your mom or dad said, oh, I wouldn't do, are just wrong for, yep. for neuroatypical. I actually call it, uh, I've, I've heard the word I should call it, you know, the arrogance of normality. I mean, neurotypical families just sort of have this arrogance because they can do the tasks of, da- of daily living so easily, and there's yep. a little arrogance about it. But you know what, people, ADD families, you know, everyday life tasks are difficult and hard and, and even overwhelming to many people. And uh, we have to still keep our families in balance. And so if you have to break those rules of the neurotypicals, you, you, you have to do that. Otherwise, you won't be in balance. Um, so I just yep. think that's really important. And I, 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 the, what you just said, I just all of a sudden had a flash of a show that we did with uh, Terry Maitland last August. And she was talking about. She's, I mean, she's a she's an ADHD expert in her own right too. But she was speaking of it from an individual, a mom has ADHD, and she had this rule that kind of blew me. Actually, two rules that blew me away. One was there's always got to be two adults in the house at, at the same time because if she has ADD kids there and she's ADD, she always needed another adult that was there so that she could either get some things done or the other person would do something so she could spend some time with the kids, which. Um, which is just not a, a, a typical rule you'd think in the household. And the other one was that just blew me away. She, with her kid's IEP plan, she was like the military with uh, her school and their IEP plan. That, and she stood up. There's no homework to come home. And she, was, she stood fast on that. And her, her, her argument was is that, that, number one, is that should stay at school. And when, if that came home, number one, I'm not very good at helping my kids do the homework. That's one issue. It's not a strength. But the other side of it is, as I need to have balance with my kids, I don't need to be this adversarial relationship where I'm kind of like whipping out the baseball bat and start swinging to get their homework done. I need that kind of done there because I need this other relationship, which goes back to, I think, what in, in, a, in an interesting way, Dan, to balance. You've got to have this balance in the relationship. Is that, am I misrepresenting this? or is, it, is that No, I mean, those are, those are good examples. I mean, uh, and, and again, you know, you're right. You have to have the balance uh, – any, any relationship has to have balance, mm-hmm. and um, it's very hard to make it happen with an ADD relationship because uh, you're taking – generally, it takes you a lot longer to do those tasks of daily living. Mm-hmm. So you don't have as much free time because when you yep. have free time, you're, you're just trying to get organized or clean your house. Yep. or um, So that's why it's – equally so important to try to actually even be proactive and get that third party if you can afford the house cleaner or do that that, especially the real toxic things everyone has every couple has a toxic part of the relationship that just really can get to the other person and make them crazy well if you have one of those toxic situations that's where you really want to get that third party or make some other arrangement. Yep. Um, the other thing I want to mention about trading is about also you can trade with each other. Now, let's say you, you've, you've agreed upon what task you're doing. And, oh, yes, I've agreed, you know, I'm going to take the kids every day and you're going to pay the bills. Yep. But sometimes even when you have that agreement – uh, things get out of kilter because just one person may be spending more time. Yep. And slowly over time, resentment builds up. Uh-huh. And 
I found a, a good thing to do at that point is if you're the the spouse who is doing less, mm-hmm. so um, whether it's the ADD spouse or the non-ADD spouse, sometimes you have to make a big gesture. Uh-huh. A big gesture is really important. So, for instance, you say, you know what, let's say if the husband's taking uh, the kids every day, you know, and uh, and the woman's working and the kids uh, – and the guy's taking the kids, you know, every afternoon, you know, and it's starting to get a little much. The woman, a good thing, a big gesture, buy him two tickets to his favorite baseball game and surprise him, or, or a weekend in, in Las Vegas with his buddies. Uh-huh. I mean, a yep. really big thing, or if it's the other way around, a man can give maybe, you know, a spa, a weekend yep. spa yep. to the lady. Say, hey, you know what, I just want you to know how much I appreciate what you're doing and it's not a small gesture. I'm going to take you out to dinner. It's a big gesture. Those yep. things go a long way. It's interesting thought. I hadn't considered that, but that makes a really, really, really good point. Dan, again, I need to run to another break real quick. When we come back, there's, uh, I want to start talking a little bit about just the empathy side of some things, of, of the balance in the relationship, and talk about the, those types of, of, of needs. Our secret word is guide. So, um, with that, sure. everybody, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We've got Dan Sullivan having a great conversation about men uh, being married to ADHD women and how to survive. Uh, we talked about adjusting expectations. In the last, uh, last segment, we were talking a little bit about trade and bartering, not just with other people to get some things that might be a challenge, but also among yourselves. And what I really liked uh, at the end of that was the notion of, of balance and um, being conscious of it, maybe doing some other things that are, that are really big, particularly if a person is spending more time on something to, to, for that acknowledgement and, and for balance. And that acknowledgement, that empathy thing, is I think another area that we had spoke about briefly, uh, Dan, before we kind of put this together. Um, what is the role of empathy in this situation? How does that play into things? Well, you know, we've been talking about strategies and different things you can do to balance things. But when all that's over, we're, we're all just human beings, and whether you're ADD or not ADD. And, but you know, the ADD spouse, and in my case, the women, people, um, they're hurting. 
a lot of times. They're in pain. Mm-hmm. They uh, they get overwhelmed. Life can be overwhelming sometimes. And mm-hmm. and I've seen it among a lot of people. And besides the strategies, that's when you know the husband role of love and empathy and understanding take over. And ultimately, that's even more important to the relationship than all these strategies we talked about. Uh, you women want to be understood. Um, I know someone told me a long time ago a little slogan, you know, feel it, don't fix it. You know, uh, men want to fix things, and really, women just want to be understood. And ADD women really need to be understood. So wow. if you if you can really give them that, you know, there, there's a song, you know, uh, try a little tenderness. Uh, mm-hmm. If you really get down with them and 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 understand them and and show them that you you feel their pain and you understand it, uh, that's what they want more than anything. I've never, Dan. I've never heard that. Feel feel it. Don't fix it. That's got to be. Oh, that's that should be one on one. Any that's that that's marriage one on one for any man. Feel it, don't fix it. Any problem a woman has, they don't want it to be fixed. They just want you to know that they have the problem. They'll fix it themselves. If they want you to fix it, they'll actually ask you to fix it. But it only happens about one out of every ten times. But that takes us back to the top of the show because I think most – well, I'm generalizing here. and I don't want to stereotype, but I know all of a sudden I'm having a flood of friends of mine that are married, and all they're trying to – all they want to do is fix the problem and move forward and – I mean, there's a little bit of that urge in myself. I mean, I can feel it. Somebody comes in, but well, let's fix it and kind of move on so we can solve the problem. So it's which goes back to the beginning. You got to adjust your expectations. You got to look at things different. This is a paradigm shift. And that statement, feel it, don't fix it. I mean, I have my own little aha from that right now. I have to think about that tonight in my own family because I think that's but very, yeah, very that's powerful. For, that's for all. That's for all men and all, and most women. Uh, they they just. They just want women want to be heard. They want to be understood. Mm-hmm. Men mm-hmm. want to fix things, and, and that's just sort of in our nature for, for most of us, not everyone. But but the ADD women also, thing is, they get overwhelmed sometimes more than the average person uh-huh. because the activities of daily living are harder for them than the average person. We're out of the bell curve. So they get overwhelmed. So even more so, instead of fighting it, and fighting that overwhelmed feeling. Because the natural thing is to say, you're crazy. That's just a little thing. We can do this. We can do this. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is you have to just let the woman talk, let her get it out. Even the actual words she may be saying may not even be accurate to what she's describing. But you have to let her play it out, get it out, and and understand it. And it's almost like a panic attack when sometimes people get overwhelmed and they're like having a panic attack and and they just you just have to let it go, hold her hand, be there with them, let them talk, just feel it, and then it'll be calm. And when you do that and that becomes part of your core relationship, it le- it leads to a very deep and meaningful relationship. I, I can't help but. Uh insert this here. Anybody's anybody's a regular listener knows it's coming at some point in time, but uh, Dan, we did an interview, two interviews a year ago and two years ago with Dr. Russell Barkley. Um, Two years ago was on emotion, and he's on this campaign because he believes that emotion should be a part of the diagnostic criteria for ADHD. 
And then last year we were talking about his new executive function deficit disability concert, and it was basically a new way of looking at ADD, and he was he's framing it out ADHD. ADD is not an attention issue, it's a self-regulation issue. And two th- things that you need to regulate are your attention and your emotion. And since those interviews, in my own work, it's becoming bla- blaringly obvious to me that, yes, emotions is as much a part of ADD as anything else, and the regulation of those emotions. And when, a, when somebody with ADHD gets overwhelmed, they have the regular emotions, but it kind of goes even higher. And one of those key things is to be able to downregulate it. And, and as you described, feel it, don't fix it, and just let them do their thing to get the emotions out. And like you said, you know, sometimes they might not even be using the right words, and sometimes they might be throwing tantrum and, and, and just cursing up a storm at different people. They don't necessarily really, really mean it. It's this emotional regulation that goes out, and, and I can see so much power in what you're saying, Dan. If you can just feel it and fix it and not take any of it personal and just kind of be there for them, it can only help their situation, which can only help your relationship. So I just powerful statement. Oh, good. And and the thing is, because if you don't do that, then it makes it worse. Yep. And then it, it makes the situation worse. You get upset. They get upset. You get no yep. big fight. And it makes the relationship worse. So it, it's just uh, like a lot of psychology. You just sort of have to go with it. Yep. Um, a few other just little tidbits and knickknacks that you know have come up in our conversation that I just I just kind of want to weave in here. Um, you have this thing called TMS, <laughs> time, money, and stuff. Um, can you explain that a little bit for our listeners? Time, money, stuff. Well, uh, uh, I've read about that, and and I mean that that's what a lot of ADD people have problems with: yep. time, money, and stuff. And those are the sort of the tasks of life that we have to deal with. And again, in all those three areas, um, it goes back to balance. You want your money, ultimately you want your money, your, your financial life to be balanced. And if you can't do it, your husband can't do it, your wife can't do it, uh, you know, figure out who can make the most money, yep. Uh, yep. and also go out and and get a third party. Get a fi- if, if you're not good yep. at talking about money, yep. go get a financial yep. person. Stuff, same thing. The stuff we've talked a lot about that. You know, if you can share share the uh, share the tasks. If you can't do it, get a third person. And time, it's funny. We just lose time. Uh, yep. A lot of ADD people, you know, are late or, or or. But I like to think of time more as free time because. Yep. In a balanced life, you actually have free time to enjoy each other, to have a date night, yep. to have a date day, um, and you want to get those third parties. You want to get the tasks organized so you guys actually have time to have that meaningful relationship and find out what you really like about each other yep. and, and do those things you like, have really a lot of fun at, because what's life about? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think another conversation we had had that you had said, you know, when you you, you marry somebody with ADHD, it's an adventure, <laughs> and if life is an adventure, and if you just your expectations to be aligned there, and you open your mind up, it sounds like a lot can be done, um, as we've we've already discussed. Um, there's one other, a few other just things I just want to throw in as an aside. We've done we did a show with Dr. Tuckman and Dr. Olivardi one time about the families, and one of the things they talked about was simplification. And I know that um, if you can adjust your expectations sometimes, 
Um, I've coached many people who, when it came to laundry, you know, the laundry's always in the washing machine or the or, or the or the dryer. And and I've coached some people who are like, well, just turn your your laundry room into a closet because the clothes are there anyway. You know, if they're never making it back to your drawers and it doesn't look like work, just you know, move your stuff move your stuff into a bedroom and make a closet out because the stuff is there anyway. It sounds kind of silly, but when you do that, you you adjusted your environment and you made it more simple in order for those with ADHD to do some things. I've even heard people turn kitchens into offices uh, because they, neither neither one of the partners were were cooks. They ate out a lot, and, and the non-ADD partner said, you know, this is actually really kind of nice because it's got all kinds of drawers and cabinets and stuff. It's really good for organizing. I can put stuff away, particularly if they were visual. So I just throw those things out there because if you're married to an ADHD spouse, sometimes simplicity in life can be really good. And if you change your expectations or your beliefs around how something things might be, it's amazing with these clever little solutions you can come up to make things easier. So, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I throw one thing in there? Yeah, please. Too? One thing we haven't talked about, and married to an ADD spouse, though, is their strengths and why you married them in the first place. And yes. maybe they were different and you like that about them. Maybe they're quirky and you like the quirkiness about them. Maybe you – I know for me I'm a little um, anti Establishment sort of, I like break a few rules here and there. I like that in somebody, mm-hmm. uh, yep. or or maybe they're very artistic or they're really funny. Uh, we we've got to get back to wait a minute. Why did we marry this person? Why are we with this person? Let them do what they do best as much as possible. Spend ninety nine. You know, I would say anybody after forty, spend ninety nine percent of your time doing the things you do good. And yep. And get rid of all the things you don't do well at all, and and it's very important to keep realizing why you married that person in the first place or with that person, and 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 help them be more who they are, be more unique, be more in an individual, and you know it, it might break a lot of society's rules, but so what? And uh, that if you if you see that in the person and see that great part of them. They feel that, and then they reciprocate and will respect you back for who you are and help you be all you can be. So uh, knowing the person and, and going with their strengths is a key part of uh, a meaningful relationship. That was, that was very well said. So I just, uh, just accented is, you know, focus on why you married in the first place and help them be more who they can be, to me, is a real path to fulfillment on their side, fulfillment on your side, and kind of across the board. Um, Dan, before we wrap this up, anything else that you can think of? Any other last tidbits before uh, we say farewell to our listeners? You know, uh, again, I, I think that last one um, wrapped it up nice. Uh, um, just balance. Just remember it's special being with an ADD person. They're special people. Um, and, uh, you know, love them as much as you can, and uh, and they'll give you the love back. Well, there you have it, guys. I got to tell you, I, Dan, this is brilliant stuff and uh, and, a, and a great survival guy. Everybody should be taking some notes out there. And uh, I think one of the one of the biggest themes through here is uh, is uh, you got to look at the world a little differently. And the way we teed up this thing up at the beginning is a great way of doing it. Get the paradigm, go to the extreme, and then you can always pull back. So, uh, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it was it was great having you. You had a bunch of awesome tips. My pleasure, uh, anytime. All right. Everybody, that'll conclude this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Join us next week for another edition. Take care. 
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.